This is good. It's not whoever attends church regularly. It's not whoever speaks English. It's not whoever gives 10%. It's not whoever's white, black. It's not whoever does anything. It's whoever believes. The gospel requirement is faith. That's it. Faith. We're back with another edition of Rescuing Awe from the Movement Church in Oakland and the teaching of Pastor Edward Paws. He's sharing with us the three steps of evangelism, how we can be evangelists. And as a part of his message, he's taking us through some very familiar verses, the third chapter, the 16th verse of the book of John. You've seen it, haven't you? John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but will have everlasting life. Here's Pastor Edward. Now, Christians, if God loves the world, why does racism still exist within the church? Why does classism still exist in our lives? Why do we look down at people who don't live lives the way we live our life? If God loves the world, all of humanity, You know, we talk about these these race relation issues that we're facing in our country. And you, you have something to say about the cops. You have something to say about African Americans. We all have something to say. We all have some opinion. But I just want to let you know, God loves the world. God loves everyone. He is no respecter of persons. African-Americans, white, Filipinos, Hispanics, he loves the world. Rich, middle class, lower class, lower middle class, every class, God loves the world. Those who would identify as homosexual, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, God loves the world. Those who would identify as Muslim, God loves the world. Those who would identify as Catholic, those who would identify as Jehovah's Witness, God loves the world. Do we love the world? Do we love the world as God loves the world? Or is there a type, is there a certain type of person that no, my love just doesn't go there? My love can't cross that boundary. And I would just say, if that's you, and I've struggled with this too, I'm not, um, I'm not exempt from having feelings about certain people that aren't in line with how God feels about them. But if we're living as God would want us to live as followers of Christ, we would also love the world. God's heart is for the world. It's not only for Oakland, you know that? It's not only for California. You know, sometimes, you know, and I've been there, it's like the United States. It's all about the United States. But you know, God loves the nations. I mean, in this church, we represent various nations and countries and continents, and, and God loves the nations. 
And I know up until this point, you haven't heard too much of me talking about the nations and God's heart for the nations. And yes, our vision is to overwhelm Oakland with love, but the Great Commission said to reach the ends of the earth. And so just know what's coming down the pipe. We will have strategy and plan for us reaching the ends of the earth. The movement isn't only going to overwhelm Oakland with love. We're going to start here. But, but we're going to follow the Great Commission and see the gospel spread to the ends of the earth. Are you on board with that? Sure hope so. And so God loves the world. Now here's the thing. This is just not an idea. This love that God has for us isn't just something like ethereal and something I just want you to know inside your head. He loved the world so much that he gave. He did something to show his love. And this is what makes in my mind Yahweh, the God we serve, different from so, other many, so many other gods that you may study or be familiar with or religious paths you may have heard of. All of these other religious paths, it's a God who, who wants something from you. And if you do that, you get to me. If you follow this list of rules and if you pray this many times and if you do all of these rituals, you get to me. Yahweh God gave. That's beautiful. He gave. God is God and he gave something to you and to me in the rest of the world. Wow. God gave something to me and to you. Did he have to do that? No, he's God. But he loved the world so much that he gave. And what did he give? His one and only son. His one and only son. Now it was at this part in my study where I came across just some of the commentaries and the things that it's talking about, there's, there's another place in scripture that uses this kind of language, one and only son. And I'm gonna take you to this place in scripture, just a little sidestep here, so you can appreciate the one and only son that was given to us by God. Now, the other place that this is used is in the book of beginnings, Genesis. And we know in the book of Genesis, there's a famous character. His name is Abraham, the father of the Israelite nation. But before uh, Abraham could be the father of the Israelite nation, he first had to have a son. And this was a son that him and his wife prayed for years and years and years and years. I believe Sarah had this son at 100 years old. Some of the women in the room, oh my gosh, <laughs> A hundred years old. But right after, just several years after this son was born, God makes a request of Abraham. Let's take a look at this request. God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you I love the Old Testament because it, it alludes to it shows types and shadows of Jesus and Isaac in this moment is a type and a shadow of the one and only son that would be sacrificed by God for the sake of the world imagine 
that type of son, a son that you pray for for years. I've talked about many times how my wife and I, after uh, 10 years of marriage, have, have yet to conceive a child. And what if, after, after many years of praying about conceiving in a child, and what if this for us, we conceived a child and I was asked to give that child up? Could I do it? Would we do it? As I stand here today, I can't see how I could give up my one and only son, my one and only daughter. But God did. His one and only son for you and for me. The verse goes on to say that whoever believes in him, let's stop at whoever. Another way that this could be read, no matter who. That's what whoever means. No matter who. Whoever means whosoever, whoever, whomever. English people in the room. Whomever. Everybody. Okay? For those of you, everybody. Everybody. The person who you think least deserves it. Think about that person. Yeah, Jesus died and was sent for the salvation of that person. You know that group of people, they just get on your nerves, get under your skin. That coworker, yeah. That guy who broke up with you. Oh, really, Ed? That girl who never even let you know that she was leaving you. She just never returned your calls again. Whoever, whoever, do we feel that way? Do you feel that God's love is for whoever? Do you feel that God's love is for everybody or Does it stop at a certain type of people? Does it stop at a certain people group? Does it start at at a certain class? I just don't see how this message can reach those people. Well, whoever. This is called the gospel mystery here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We don't know why God would do such a a thing. All we could say is because he's love. The gospel mystery. Next, what we have is called the gospel requirement. And the gospel requirement is that whoever, everyone say, believes. This is good. It's not whoever attends church regularly. It's not whoever speaks English. It's not whoever gives 10%. It's not whoever's white, black, It's not whoever does anything. It's whoever believes. The gospel requirement is faith. That's it. Faith. You believe. Just like you believe in whatever else you believe in, you have to believe that Jesus was sent to live and die and rise again on your behalf. And if you believe that, you receive what's known as the gospel benefit You believe in Jesus, in him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
The gospel benefit, I like that. This is Rescuing Awe from the Movement Church in Oakland, an outreach of that community. And they'd love to see you on a Sunday. They meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on the campus of Mills College in Oakland. All the details are on the web at themovement.us, also on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's themovement.us. This is, as I said, an outreach of the Movement Church in Oakland, and it is listener-supported. You can give when you go to the website at, again, themovement.us. They're also on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Please pray for this ministry as you consider how you might get involved, and if there's any way we can help you, please let us know that when you get in touch. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Edward wraps up this series on how you can better share your faith and be an evangelist.